Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Hangouts and Headlines, October 27th, 2022. It's been a busy few days here at the Hog Law YouTube channel and Hog Law Law Firm, to be frank. But I hope you're doing well this week, and I hope that you've been able to catch up on whatever you've been looking to do, because it's already Thursday, which means it is Casual Friday tomorrow. So send me your headlines if you want uh, me to cover them. I think we've got some stuff lined up to talk about uh, in the movie scene. Uh, because there's some been some very interesting machinations there. Uh, but today, our main headline is going to be about Elon Musk. For those of you that don't know, that don't follow it uh, that closely, I can't blame you. It's been a soap operatic saga all year. Mr. Musk basically has until tomorrow to close the $44 billion deal to purchase Twitter. And there are signs that that is, in fact, happening. But I've been down this road before with Mr. Musk, and I am not going to commit to it as much as places like the New York Times or the BBC. We'll talk about some of those articles when we get to the headlines portion of our show. For anybody that's new here, generally speaking, we spend about a half hour hanging out, talking about where people are hanging out in the world, otherwise what's on their mind, fun facts, anything else that uh, pops up for anybody. Uh, we like to chat with everyone, have this community, just kind of uh, talk amongst ourselves, and we wind up going into all sorts of places uh, before we hit those headlines. And if you're wondering why I'm talking about new subscribers, we had a lot of folks uh, jump onto our stream yesterday, our very impromptu stream that I apologize for just kind of hitting buttons as rapidly as I could yesterday um, on the press conference after uh, the Daryl Brooks trial, the Waukesha Parade trial in Wisconsin, uh, which was quite emotional and which uh, the, the channel that I was watching it on, Emily D. Baker, which I always highly recommend people subscribe to and check out, um, couldn't be on because of uh, existing obligations during the day. So um, we did our best to take over and have actual live video footage here on the channel, which is something that we usually avoid. Um, but a, a lot of people came in the comments. A lot of people sent me messages, um, very kind comments and very kind messages, which is always nice to hear from the internet. Uh, and so uh, the, the the subscriber numbers did take a bounce. And I really appreciate that. I really appreciate that from everybody. And uh, on one note on that, um, one thing that I didn't realize while I was doing it yesterday, because I really wasn't anticipating maybe even putting up a video at all, because Hangouts and Headlines, Weekend Wednesday. I'm very bad at having a Weekend Wednesday. I think I've actually streamed for like 10 or 11 hours now on my last two Weekend Wednesdays. Um, uh, that was actually video number 1,000, if you can believe it. Um, I I actually can't. It's uh, I started Virtual Legality, which is the main show of the channel um, and, and where we really had most of our growth in the early days. I started Virtual Legality in late November of 2018. And so we're looking forward to celebrating the fourth anniversary of really the full channel. We had like a video or two here or there while I was practicing using YouTube before that show launched. Uh, but uh, and to think that we've done a thousand videos before the fourth anniversary is um, is crazy, <laughs> is, is crazy. I, I tell folks, I tweet this, I comment on it in the videos. I like to work, but I, I really, really do. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I, we're celebrating here. Uh, Mrs. Hoglaw, you might've seen on Twitter, co-counsel herself was like, oh, I thought we were going to celebrate with the hangouts and headlines today. This one right now that you're on. Uh, and, uh, I said, well, I wasn't anticipating streaming anything. <laughs> so, uh, this is the video 1000 celebration stream. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm super excited about that. That's pretty cool to do anything a thousand times is pretty cool. Uh, and then to see this community grow and, and be uh, so much of what I want it to be on the internet, which is all you guys. Um, it's, it's, it's not me. Uh, so 
Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And uh, while we're in Twitter land, since we are generally talking about Twitter today, I do want to give a shout out to my buddy Ian over at Runkle the Bailey. If you've been following him at all on Twitter, you know that he has been sick and he's been fighting through some stuff. And he had a negative COVID test when it all started. Uh, but apparently that one just was a false negative and he's got a positive now and he feels it. Um, so send up some prayers for Ian. Ian, you're in our thoughts, man. I hope you feel better. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I've been down that road. It sucks. So um, stay strong. Try to get as much rest as possible. Uh, and I did want to let you guys know because it is it is a big deal um, for someone going through that stuff. So that's just a few little kind of background updates this morning. Video a thousand and 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 a friend with COVID. So, you know, you take the good, you take the bad, you, you take them both. And there you have YouTube. I think that's how the song goes. Uh, let's see. We do have some super chats already. Snoopy Kids video 1001. Let's celebrate video 1000. Thank you so much for the great content and the great community you've built. You're inspiring. I wish there were more people like you and co-counsel. The Black Heart and the Game Controller. Snoopy Kids, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, it is, <laughs> it's wild to think about. It's wild to think about because you just keep, you just keep doing the thing, right? I tell people, one of the things that people ask me a lot now is basically, um, how can I do it? How, you, you, you've had some success on YouTube. How, how can I do it? And I'm like, well, uh, I can't speak to everybody else. Sometimes you have a viral hit. Sometimes you have something that just really works and you just go off like a rocket. Uh, mine is slow, but steady. Uh, I, uh, you know, a thousand videos. Uh, for um, what I'm very grateful is, you know, 110,000 almost subscribers. And uh, that's that's just slow and steady. Just keep doing the thing. And what I tell people that, that are looking for that viral video and it's like, I want to be there. I want to do that thing um, is you have you can't have that expectation. And you have to like doing this first and foremost. Right. You have to like actually going in and editing a video and covering whatever or, or whatever it is that you decide is your niche. You have to like that first. And that that's what that's what keeps you doing it because you know, the first two years I was super thrilled if we got to a hundred views because that's a hundred people. You think about that, you know, you could go teach a class and only have 35 people in the room. You get a hundred people to watch a video. That's, that's amazing. And so if you can get into that mindset, I think you can have a lot of fun with it, but I'm, I'm super excited to be at a thousand. Thank you so much for the support. Uh, Sue Lillard, you did a fantastic job with your stream yesterday. Thank you for being a safe place for us all. Three black heart emojis. Thank you, Sue. Um, I really tried. I, I really, really tried. Uh, it is not my usual content, my usual fare here, um, and so uh, it was. It was very, it was very nice to watch it with you all. Um, so thank you. I really appreciate the kind words. Seeker McSquirrel, please like this video. All watching, loves a heart surrounding a face emoji. Thank you so much, Secret McSquirrel. Yes, I, you know, obviously you like this content. Please do like. But um, I am, uh, I'm super thankful for the support, Secret McSquirrel. One of our best mods. Um, absolutely. You've probably seen her around all over folks that are otherwise talking about law on YouTube. Just absolutely amazing. I, I think there are 16 clones of secret mixed world. Uh, thank you so much. Secret. Uh, Akaruki, happy 1001 video post hoke. Uh, you were the first lawyer on the tubes I ever found. Nice. Courtesy of the artesian builds drama. Stay awesome. What is that emoji? Is that a champagne bottle? I think it's a champagne bottle. Thank you so much, Akaruki. And uh, yeah, that's always awesome to uh, to hear. That that Artesian stuff was was funny. Um, but uh, yeah, I also, <laughs> that one's funny because that video that you found, I mispronounced the word every single time. And it was literally 
uh, because I had never heard the word artesian before, because I think it has to do with like finding underground water or something like that. That doesn't really uh, match with the, the video games or computer building or anything like that. So in any event, uh, Chris Mullen, congratulations. Thank you. This is a partying emoji face, the partying actually happening in the partying emoji face again. Thank you, Chris. That is awesome. Tanya, congratulations for Hogue team. Deborah, prayers for Ian. Absolutely. COVID is super lame. Um, so absolutely. Congrats, Hogue. It was a great thousandth video too. Coming in clutch for the LawTube community yesterday. Thanks. Three black hearts. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Uh, Carrie Harvey has, has it, right? Like this, you, you, can, you can read all the business books you want. You can read all the YouTube books you want. Whatever it is that you're trying to get into. This is, this is the tip. I can save you money. <laughs> you just have to keep doing it. Or as Carrie says here, you just have to keep showing up. Um, and I could, I could tell you there's, there's, there's videos in there that, uh, it was like, wow, all right, we, we haven't done a video in two days. I really want to keep that, uh, on the channel. Let's figure out something to talk about. And, uh, it was more of a struggle than other days. Most of the days now I have like 18 topics and it's like, what am I, what am I going to get yelled at for not covering? Uh, because so many of you are so passionate. So many of you have my DM, uh, address, uh, and so many of you just like to have the coverage here, but how can I be upset about that? Right. How can I be upset about, we really want to hear your thoughts on something that is very, very cool. And that's an honored position. And I try to treat it as such. Um, but, uh, yeah, you just have to keep, you just have to keep doing it. And I will tell you this, some of those videos that it's like, oh man, I don't even know what I'm going to talk about today. And then I see a, I see a news article or I see a E3 trailer or whatever it is. I go do those videos. Some of those are my most popular. The thing of it is you have no idea what's going to really take off or what's going to connect with the YouTube algorithm. Uh, and, uh, you just keep doing it. You just keep going forward. And I am so, so thankful to have so many people that, uh, come and watch. Uh, she's everywhere, everywhere. That's gotta be about secret mixed world. She really is. I don't know. I think she might be, um, uh, cloned. I said that it's a champagne bottle. Yes. All right. Got to test my eyesight early in the morning. I uh, make sure I'm still strong. Got to eat my carrots. Uh, Hope family is the best uh, thousand and counting from your Michigan friends, strong arm emoji, partying emoji, clapping emoji. Oh, I like the pumpkin jack-o'-lantern emoji and the smiling blushing emoji. Thank you so much. That is awesome. Who's your what now has joined the community. Thank you. Become a member. I really appreciate it. Hope you have fun with the emojis and uh, co-counsel has made me other emojis. I have to get in. Um, Hogue, you gained a couple thousand subs. Did your 1,000th video rather fitting and well-deserved? Uh, yeah, it was it, a lot of subscribers joined yesterday, and I really appreciate that. Um, so hopefully I can I can meet uh, your needs, subscribership, since I'm not going to do post-trial press conferences very often in this space. Um, so hopefully you like it. Snoopykins, selling the shop. You guys are all way too nice. The shop is awesome. We're going to have new stuff in the shop very soon uh, because co-counsel is like the best. Uh, so, uh, look out for that right now. Gaming dino is still, uh, outselling everything. You, you can't have, you can't have the framed gaming dino, but there's a lot of gaming dino stuff in the store. Uh, I break the news. The only lawyer host to always read and describe emojis and messages. Congratulations. Well, there's five party emojis. You got to mention they're part of the message, right? If emojis are intended as part of the communication, I feel like you got to read them out. Also I'm old, uh, and people find it funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness uh good early morning from california says arj 
kid in my bed kicking all over the place and now I can't sleep. It is a very early morning in California, but I'll tell you this, Arsh. I was up at four in the morning here in Michigan. So I wish I had a 7.30 in the morning broadcast from like, I guess, the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Um, so hopefully this can be a little bit of fun for you as you've woken up way too early for either of us. Uh, and I appreciate your comment. Britt, Britt, constant supporter of the channel. I really appreciate it, Britt. Asking how to become successful on YouTube is asking like, what can I invent to be rich? Hmm. Many inventors that make something that changes the world, they have hundreds of inventions that, they, uh, that do not leave their garage. Yeah, well, that's the thing of everything, right? I think you hear this kind of said in various places. You've got inventors and, uh, you know, there's there's 14 million fake light bulbs until you get to the light bulb, right? I mean, like, that's that's the thing. You have to keep going at it. But I, I don't, I don't want to claim any genius here. For the most part, I just keep trying to put out content that I'm proud of, that I can say, hey, yeah, I did my best there. I, I try to communicate and I make mistakes uh, just like anybody else. I'm a human being just like anybody else. But um, just going out there and continuing to do it is both fun for me. I like having these conversations. Uh, this is very uh, satisfying, fulfilling for, for me to, to hopefully help talk about things that unfortunately I see reported on pretty wrong uh, a lot uh, and, and having these conversations with you, right? Early morning chats with, uh, with the community is great. Hangouts, hangouts, not just headlines here. Um, by the time you get to virtual legality, it's a little bit more focused, a little bit more specific on the business news, but here we are a little bit of a shaggy dog and that's, that's the fun of it. That's the fun of it. Uh, Sherry N became a YouTube member. Thank you, Sherry N. I still love that tattoo. Uh, so thank you so much. And I hope you have a wonderful time in this community. Angel, good morning from Oregon. They're the black hearts, man. Co-counsel said the black hearts and you guys just adopted it. I appreciate it. That's uh, that's pretty awesome. I, I, Blackheart sounds like a Care Bears villain, which I suppose is also fitting. Um, but yeah, it definitely matches a video game controller. Uh, that's a black controller all the way. Uh, love your stream, says Toxic Cupcake. Following you from Emily Baker. I don't know, Toxic Cupcake. You're going to lose your, your kind of appellation there. You don't seem very toxic. You seem very friendly. I <laughs> uh, really appreciate it. Chris Mullen, EDB said some really great things about you on her members only stream yesterday. Did she? Oh, I'll have to chat with her about that. That is, she is a very generous person. Um, and that is very, that is very nice to hear. I, uh, I hope I did her proud on that because I know she would have loved to have uh, kept streaming uh, to do that press conference with you all. Um, so that is, that is very nice to hear. Drop the granddaughter at school, says Kathy O'Toole. And now back in bed to watch Hogue. I like that. You know, I've done that sometimes. I've done that. At, well, honestly, I've done a Hangouts and Headlines before and then said, you know what? I need to, <laughs> I need to rest a little bit uh, and gone back. Uh, very often that 9 to nine to 10 uh, o'clock area here in the Eastern time zone. So just after I get off the, the video is me kind of resetting to practice law or talk to clients or whatever I have on tap that day. Um, so I definitely understand the reset uh, after getting something done that, that needs to get done. This Sarah... Your shop is amazing. Even though I'm in Canada, I got my brains mug in less than a week. Party emoji, happy emoji, stars in your eyes emoji, black heart. That's all. And I mean this sincerely. That is all co-counsel. That shop would not exist without Mrs. Hoglaw. I, I talked to her months back and said, here's the deal. I set up a terrible Teespring shop uh, a few years ago. I got it running. I got designs, but I've never updated it. I don't know how to do all this stuff. Would you be willing to go and figure out how to get this working better? 
have more variety, have more options, make sure that it can get to places. Uh, and she uh, she did that. She 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 ran with it. I got to approve the the goods um, for the most part. Uh, although I think I think things happen now without me. Uh, not that she would ever do anything uh, that that was that was problematic or anything like that. Uh, but um, it's it's really cool to see. Uh, and as I said yesterday, and I've said before in this space, uh, it's really cool to see things like gaming dino. Uh, and uh, my my youngest daughter just so happy to have people happy with her work and see it on pictures on Twitter and mugs and shirts and things is uh, is really really cool. <laughs> uh, Mrs. Hoglaw rocks. Yes, she very much does, Carrie. Uh, there's no question about that. Couldn't couldn't make any of this work without her. And that that goes for all of it, right? Before she starts working on the show, you know, while I'm covering uh, Depp v. Heard on Legal Bites with Alita. Um, you know, those are whatever they are, 15 hour days for six weeks. <laughs> and uh, like every single day, uh, she'd, she'd make a sandwich or she'd bring a meal or something so I could just keep going uh, and otherwise throw up the logo for 10 minutes and uh, and be ready. And uh, that meant the world to me. Uh, she's amazing. None of this would exist without her. And, and putting up with me doing streams now basically every day, right? Because I have weekend Wednesday, but I do the I do the four streams of Hangouts and Headlines per week. I do Lawyers and Dragons on Saturday, which I want to tell you to get excited that we have it scheduled. I actually have to have a team meeting uh, with Ian down, uh, so we will see. But um, And then I do the BitCast on Season Gaming to talk about video games outside business and law uh, on Sundays. So if you think about that, like that's just so much uh, that uh, the family lets me do, and I couldn't do it without that support. Uh, David says, Hogue, I know you're a Michigan fan, but did you see that the Iowa and OSU band did a joint show for Elton John last weekend at Ohio Stadium? Second time ever that another band was allowed on the field. I did not see that. I, for the most part, I try to avoid Iowa games because their offense makes me sad. Uh, but that is cool. And, and the one thing you heard me say, I, I honestly, I can't remember what stream it was. I think it was yesterday afternoon. Uh, but is that the Ohio State marching band, I will never tell you, isn't amazing. They're amazing. All right. Now they tend to make animated marching formation graphics about dunking Michigan in a basketball hoop or stuffing Michigan in a trash can, um, which, you know, isn't isn't my favorite. But those animations are cool. Uh, Ohio State is a really, really good marching band. I'm never going to take that away. Honesty is the best policy. Now, on the football field, we'll we'll have some fun uh, in November, but it's really cool to have a joint one like that. I can only imagine the formations you can do with uh, with two bands at once. Uh, Callista, I found you thanks to the California suing of Activision Blizzard fiasco, still ongoing, <laughs> and stuck around. Was that really over a year ago now? Yes. Uh, thanks for all the great content. Yes, that is still pending. Uh, I will update if there's a good update to be had. It's kind of the same with Epic versus Apple, which had its Ninth Circuit hearing, I think. I actually have to check back on that. So we'll get a decision on their appeal pretty soon. That'll definitely be a video. Um, but yeah, Activision Blizzard getting sued by California is still kind of ongoing, still kind of pending. Uh, that is awesome to hear. Uh, it's awesome to hear all the stories actually of how you came to be on, on this channel and virtual legality and the rest, because, uh, there seems to be a, a few different avenues. Carrie Harvey, I don't usually follow celebrity stuff. YouTube randomly suggested legal bites to me at the beginning of Amber Heard, Johnny Depp. And that's how I found Hogan Law Tube. Serendipity, Black Heart. Yeah, it is serendipity. I, I've said that so much in respect of the stuff that I do here, the streams that I do here, the connections that I've made here, every single thing 
seems to be essentially random or luck. And all I can say is it's like, uh, you know, it's it's what is it? Opportunity is like luck and ability or something like that. It's uh, it is luck. It is serendipity, as you say, which is a fun John Cusack movie. Uh, but it's just kind of, again, kind of just staying in it, staying out there and, and hopefully having the ability to, to hit the buttons you need to hit. Right. I mean, like even yesterday, one of the reasons I was ready to even potentially do that stream is that I was worried Emily wasn't going to make it at all. And I was potentially going to try to go live with the verdict being read. And I didn't make that, but I was in the background watching it kind of fiddling with tests and making sure that I could actually get a video up and running. And then when she had to leave, I was like, okay, I think I can do that. And then you heard, I, I mostly could do it. Obviously the 10 minutes before the press conference was me trying to find a stream and relying on the wonderful chat to make that happen. Uh, Courtney morning hug. My fiance and I live an hour and a half apart and your show is always on during my travels home. If you are streaming, always enjoy your content and love to see your channel continue to grow. Thank you so much, Courtney. And I definitely know how being engaged and separated from your uh, fiance can feel. Um, Mrs. Hoglaw and I were separated for law school, uh, which was okay from my side because it was very busy time. Uh, but I always, it was never as, it's never as cool as it could have been. So I'm glad I can be with you on those drives. And I'm glad that you uh, drive to see your fiance. That's that's really, really cool. Uh, good morning, everybody. <laughs> Anna, hello, everyone. Finally managed to catch up. Hogue seems to be the only person who doesn't sound like a drunk chipmunk at 1.5x speed. Uh, yeah, I think for the most part, I can be heard at about up to 175. Some people watch me at 2 and I sometimes do that when editing or otherwise trying to change things in a, in a clip. Uh, it's a little fast for me. And I know what I said. <laughs> Joshua says, Earth 2 video sucked me in. That's a while back, too. What a crazy situation that was. Yes. Uh, so many folks asked me to cover that. I think it's, it's really nice to hear from the community about what you are all interested in. Because this is kind of a broad-based channel. Because we do talk about video games a lot, but we talk about software and technology. We're going to talk about Elon Musk and Twitter today. Hangouts and Headlines is even broader of a base. And so, you know, I hear what folks want to talk about. A lot of folks want me to talk about the uh, the chess defamation suit, uh, which I just haven't gotten a chance to read yet. So I always, always try to read these things first and decide whether there's value there before I go on. I very rarely do kind of the first look um, because I you know, I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to waste my time. Uh, but sometimes I still do that. Uh, and I haven't read that yet. There is something I'm definitely thinking I'm going to do for the virtual legality this afternoon. But we'll see. I can't make any of those commitments because honestly, while you're practicing law at the same time, you never know when uh, like there's going to be a fire drill, uh, meaning that a, a client just has an emergency that needs to be taken care of. Uh, and so I know some people have gotten on me and say, well, why can't you ever say you say, hey, I might do a virtual legality this afternoon. And the answer is because I might do a virtual legality this afternoon. I think I will, uh, but you just have to be very cautious with exactly what you say about your time. Um, so that's that's what we do here. Uh, do an H and H dedicated to Pepper, please. Just to hangouts and headlines, just talking about Pepper, the the um, the emotional support dog. She has several articles about being the goodest doggo. That's not an awful casual Friday. It's not an awful casual Friday set of headlines. I will keep that in mind, Leafy Fee Fee Foo, um, because casual Friday, for those that don't know, is essentially when we say we're still going to look at headlines, um, but chances are we're not going to do a critical analysis of what they're reporting or the rhetoric or the subject matter. It's going to be on something fun. We've done a lot of Netflix stuff there. We've done a lot of movie stuff there. 
Pepper the Goodest Doggo. First of all, is an awesome title for Hangouts and Headlines. Uh, but uh, we might uh, we might do that. I will take that under advisement. Hmm. My LawTube journey, says uh, Tikkun, uh, began with Mike and Natalie covering the Sovereign Citizens. And then Amber Heard and Johnny Depp got me to Hogue eventually. Awesome. Yeah. That's, uh, that's great. I appreciate it. Hi from Australia tomorrow, kiddo. Almost 11 p.m. I hope Thursday was good. I, uh, I have a few things on tap today. I, I wanted to make sure that they go well. Australia always gives us the future reports about how Thursday went. Um, so I hope it went well. Belgian business student here in Anna Kay. Subscribe to your channel the second you said you were a mergers and acquisitions lawyer during one of Emily's streams. And I am. Yeah, I guess I, I really didn't introduce myself much yesterday or regularly on Hangouts and Headlines, but that's me. I'm corporate transactions. I came up doing venture capital, mergers and acquisitions. And when I left to form my own place in 2016, I continued to have that skill set, but also focus even more on kind of entrepreneurs and small business. Uh, that's what gives me energy. That's what gives me life. The dreamers bet it all on trying to go out there and make some commercial success for themselves is, as you can probably tell from you know the YouTube channel and everything else, one of the things that I really, really love. Uh, so that is awesome, Anna Kay. I'm glad to hear it. T. Hogue is now the way I wake up in the morning, puts a smile on my face and sets my mind right, calm and balanced before jumping into my day. Happy face emoji. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. Uh, when we were kind of working through what this show should be, one of the things I wanted to hit was essentially drive time radio, but a little less inane than the stuff that I was listening to when I had my big long commute uh, into the office. So hopefully we're hitting that uh, for the most part. We got lots of origin stories here. Ferrana Hunter, I discovered through Lawyers and Dragons, longtime fan of Uncivil Law. Through him found Rob and Ian. Adore Lawyers and Dragons so much. My totally not law nerd best friend knows you as nobody now. <laughs> I am nobody. That's the name of my character on Lawyers and Dragons, which is now more than 20 hours of content. More than maybe 24 hours of content. So if you're interested in that, we do have the playlist up. Check it out. Because uh, we're going to be finishing season one question mark, question mark, question mark. We have saved absolutely no trees. Uh, so we have to get on that. Been here since day one, RJH00 says, Fallout 76 video. Yes, can you get a refund on Fallout 76 is virtual legality number one. Uh, and we are on virtual legality 730 something. So that's a while back. That's awesome, RJH00. I appreciate it. Ardo says, I just come here for whatever. For me, it's about the chat and the fact that it's Hogue Law. You choose the topic. Your take is always interesting. Yeah, I try. I try to go find articles and things that I have some fun stuff to talk about. Uh, it turns out having a full-time job is a full-time job. Yeah. And certainly, you know, one of the things I, I got for myself uh, that I didn't really have practicing big law is a, a certain amount of flexibility. Right. I will tell you this, as successful as this has been and as fun as these conversations are, I couldn't have done this. Before 2016, I couldn't have done this from, um, you know, the 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 white shoed law firm, and uh, that's that's one of the reasons. Not the YouTube channel wasn't, but it having to get out there and being more of a personality uh, of showing people that lawyers aren't robots and that you don't have to be afraid of them, and that it's very useful as an entrepreneur uh, was one of the reasons I left. Also, because the, the big law firms that I was working at really didn't like how uh, how uh, they would probably frame it as insubstantial the fees were from the baby companies, uh, but uh, we make it work. And you know, as I tried to explain to them while I was pitching these things, you, you, you get some of those clients. One of them is going to make it big, and then you'll be happy to be representing them. But they don't much care for that business model. 
B says, voting yes to a pepper video. We all need the pup content we can get. <laughs> Hope wears pants on Friday. Uh, you have no idea. I, I, as I said, when we were covering Amaranth and, and Twitch, you know, I'm in a hot tub every single day. I just don't flaunt it. Uh, that's just what we do here on Hangouts and Headlines. Um, I uh, found anyone, everyone because of Depp v. Uh, Heard. Yep, I'm one of those people. That's totally okay, Aviation Fanatic. That's That was a big... That was a big time. Uh, I found LawTube through Emily D. Baker two years ago now and a YouTube premium and several channel memberships later. I'm still sucked in. I barely watch conventional TV now. Yeah, I don't watch a ton of it. Certainly not anything else uh, that's not on recording. Found Emily during Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. She led me to you, Runkle, and Lawyer You Know. Absolutely loved seeing all four of you on ADB this week. Would love to see more of that. Yeah, that was a fun stream. And uh, Emily had, um, she'd had a few. <laughs> which is always enjoyable. Uh, Night Angel started watching Legal Bites at the recommendation of my mother during the Johnny Depp trial. Haven't been able to stop watching most everyone since. Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. I was on Legal Bites every day for like six weeks, like two months. <laughs> Apple versus Epic was my introduction to Hoglaw. That's right. That's a 50 video playlist. We're getting there with Microsoft times Activision. By the time the world is convinced lawyers aren't robots, a robotic lawyer will probably exist. This is true. We're getting there. AI, smart contracts, that kind of thing. I just wanted people to know that you don't have to be afraid of legal counsel. It's I, One of the things I say to people that are prospective clients is that lawyers are like doctors and that the best, most effective care you can get for your business is being willing to share your warts, talk about your weaknesses, and you have to have a rapport with your lawyer. You can't be afraid of them. You can't be afraid of their bill. You have to have that open communication pathway. And to talk to a number of lawyers before you hire me or anyone else, because that is such an important relationship for your business. Some people take that advice. Some people don't. Um, but I think that that is so, so important to have that functional relationship with your lawyer. And so, <clears throat> you know, enter YouTube. Uh, early on, it was, you know, kind of marketing for the firm saying, hey, look, I can chat about these things. We can be human beings. You can see me over here. And now it's uh, it's a different kind of marketing. Everybody wants to know about the YouTube channel when I'm talking to other lawyers in the area. Everybody, I, I would say 50% of prospective clients call and say, uh, I saw your YouTube, which I always love is like the opening because it's completely noncommittal. Uh, and then I think I think almost everyone has said that they're, they're fans or they like it or it's interesting. Uh, but I'm always worried about uh, somebody coming in and saying, why are you spending your time on that? And why are you such an idiot? It's like, I don't know. Why are you calling me? <laughs> uh, there is one story that I, I think I might have told in this space, but uh, I was doing tweets about an ethics opinion that um, the Michigan Bar Association had put out regarding Internet access to lawyers. And I, in my view, it was backwards. It was like 10,000 BC caveman talk and really protectionist and not allowing lawyers to be on services that could otherwise connect them with clients because this was some kind of ethics violation. And so I'm tweeting about the internet and how people find medical care and how this is a ridiculous interpretation of these ethics rules. And I get a phone call, like the day that I'm tweeting these things, I get a phone call from the executive director of the Bar Association. And the Bar Association is who licenses us um, in all the jurisdictions really, but I think they have different names and various other ones. In Michigan, it's the Bar Association. And I, I'm like, oh my goodness. And I said, I said to Hoglaw, uh, Mrs. Hoglaw, I said, um, 
I'm really sorry if I just tweeted our way out of a living. And I will assure you, you will get the best box possible under the bridge that we have to live under. <laughs> but the executive director was calling me and saying, oh, you are uh, you are what we need to talk about access to justice at the bar. Can you, can you be on this task force? And I, I was on the task force for three years. And unfortunately, everything moves slowly. Um, but it was a good thing. Right. And that's been the surprise for me because so many of my peers in big law uh, looked askance at me, even talking about this stuff. Are, you know, are you sure about this? You're going to be talking a lot. You're going to be putting yourself out there. Lawyers, right? Uh, have you thought about liability exposure? Yes. Uh, are you, uh, have you thought about X, Y, and Z? Yep. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and now those conversations have basically changed to how can we do that at our firm? It's like, I don't know. We'll have to, we'll have to see. Maybe I'll start a consulting business, uh, but it's been a fun journey for, for me certainly. And it's been fun to see everybody kind of join. Uh, Christy Fletcher says, I used to watch a lot of beauty tube. So went from Taddy Westbrook to Emily covering her lawsuits to legal bites, then Hogan, Robin, Ian, Stars in your eyes emoji, quite a ride. Yeah, isn't it fun to find those connections? Um, and uh, I'm so thankful that all of you are here. Found Law Tube through EDB from Depfeet Heard, Amber Heard. Now my week schedule goes off when you, EDB, Rob, Ian, and more are streaming. Uh, love Lawyers and Dragons. It's a lot of fun. Talk about a terrifying moment. Lala is a fellow lawyer. I think I would have panicked with that call at first. Yeah, it says. It's, it's, as executive director of the bar on my voicemail. And uh, I'm like, oh, okay. I better return that call. That was fun. That's one of those where you just kind of let your fingers return the call and you just steal yourself. Uh, but it was, a, it was a positive conversation. But I was literally, because I, I think she called at the end of the workday. And so I had like the night to think about it. I was like, they're just tweets. You're not going to take my bar license for, you know, First Amendment speech, but, you know, maybe you will. We'll see. Oh, my goodness. I found Hogue when he covered Among Us devs blaming Epic for copying, as they said, Among Us into Fortnite. And then I got more into your channel when I found Boom, uh, where I've been on a couple of times. Yeah, and I, he's actually asked me on a couple more times. I haven't been able to make it, so I feel bad about that. What's funny is I think the algorithm suggested Emily to me because I was looking at your channel and or something she was covering. It wasn't a referral thing. The rest of LawTube was. Yeah. I mean, I think sometimes YouTube is good at this. They say, hey, you like this person. A lot of people watch both of these channels. Check out this channel. Um, but oftentimes YouTube does not make much sense, especially when I'm logged in and it recommends me. Yes, YouTube, you are not incorrect. Mostly, mostly. I believe myself. Uh, but I don't need to be told about my content, generally speaking. Um, I have not blacked out and created a video and said, hey, I should check that out before. So, all right, let's talk about Elon Musk. Um, I really appreciate the kind words, everybody. And I love the origin stories. We might just have like that as a kind of thesis sentiment at some point here. Let's put on um, poor Ian, uh, the Elon Musk headlines here. So here's the New York Times as of yesterday. Elon Musk visits Twitter as $44 billion deal nears completion. Now, it's called headlines. We talk about headlines here. A lot of people only read headlines. A lot of people only read headline and subheadline, maybe the first couple paragraphs. So one of the things we like to focus on here is what does the writer, what does the masthead, the outlet focus on at the top? And just reading this headline, I personally would have assumed, and this is in fact why I grabbed this and read it first, uh, that they had more information than I did 
about this deal nearing completion. Instead, what I would argue is that the New York Times, the BBC, some other outlets that I didn't include in this particular list is going on kind of outward indications. And I'm not going to tell you that they're wrong. I am going to tell you that I think assuming things based on outward indicia with respect to one Mr. Elon Musk in particular has burned me (laughs) talking about him in this space. And so I am unwilling to commit to Elon Musk shows up with a sink, the deal must be done. Uh, that basically the only signals we are getting are from Musk himself. And these reports are all based around that. Now, the reason I think that they are maybe a little bit more legitimate than other contexts might have them in is that if you don't know, I said this at the top of the video, Elon Musk says he's going to buy Twitter in, I think, April. Um, They go through a bit of a diligence process, which wasn't canceled, no matter what you might hear online. And so Elon's going through it. He clearly has concerns about buying Twitter at the price he is buying it at. He should. The economy is, um, well, you can see it. You don't need me to tell you. Uh, And he backs out of the deal. He terminates the deal in the middle of the summer. Twitter sues him to say, no, you can't back out of the deal. Those were illegitimate reasons for terminating. We're going to sue you in Delaware where this is going to be held because Twitter is a Delaware company. And uh, so they sue him. They go through litigation uh, due diligence. They start discovery, all these various things. There's fights amongst themselves. And then very late in the day, Elon says, you know what? Forget it. I'm going to buy the company. Twitter views this as a potential stalling tactic, says, uh, no, we're going to go through our litigation, which was to schedule to happen basically the week when he says this. And the court throws up its hands. They've already had enough of what I would call musky and antics. And uh, they say, all right, you've said in your motion to terminate this litigation or to pause it indefinitely that you couldn't get financing together before October 28th. You use that date a couple of places. So you have until October 28th. And then if you're not closed on this deal, we'll restart the litigation. Now, interestingly, although that's kind of a, a cudgel, a sort of Damocles hanging over Elon Musk, it isn't really because Twitter is suing him to close the deal. So if the deal is materially close to closing, nobody's really interested in re-upping on that litigation, which I would suspect Elon Musk knows. So it might close tomorrow. And certainly the court has said it should close tomorrow if you don't want us to get involved anymore. But it might not. Because if it's close or if Musk represents it's close, you don't want to just kind of scuttle that process. And we'll see the banks have their own kind of interest in this because Elon Musk might not be happy with the deal because the economy has changed from April till now. The banks most certainly are not happy with the deal because the economy has changed from then to now. So we'll talk about that a little bit. But is does it near completion? This is an informed hypothesis based on what we can see. It is not actually anything. So I do worry if this doesn't close on Friday tomorrow uh, that people will uh, feel a little bit uh, put upon, even if it ultimately does close uh, next week or so. The world's richest man arrived at Twitter's San Francisco offices on Wednesday ahead of a Friday deadline to complete the acquisition of the social media service. Elon Musk appears to be on track to close his blockbuster $44 billion deal for Twitter. Um, What are you basing this on? Mr. Musk, who runs Tesla and SpaceX, visited Twitter's San Francisco headquarters on Wednesday and tweeted a nine-second video of himself smiling and carrying a porcelain sink into the building. Entering Twitter HQ, let that sink in, he wrote. 
And yes, for that particular image, if you didn't see it on Twitter, here is a, a happy Elon Musk carrying a sink. Now you have to ask yourselves a couple of questions here. Why is he carrying a sink? Is it solely for the pun to be put on Twitter? Perhaps. Is it a reference to the metaphor of throwing the kitchen sink at something, which is either the debt that he's collecting for the company, the, the equity payments, whatever else it might be. Is it a reference to that? Uh, the BBC thinks it is. Elon Musk visits Twitter carrying sink as deal looms, perhaps a little bit more honest of the nature of the thing with New York Times, but I still think it's a question mark. It says, in business parlance, kitchen sinking means taking radical action at a company Though it is not clear if that was Mr. Musk's message, he also updated his Twitter bio to read Chief Twit, implying that the deal is imminent. But again, only from Mr. Musk's side of things. And Mr. Musk has applied a lot of things on his Twitter profile. So is this a metaphor? Is it for the pun? Is Are they just really desperately in need of labor help to move sinks into the building? We may never know. Uh, but certainly folks are taking this relatively seriously here's the twitter uh tweet himself here's the let that sink in mr musk has said the social media site needs significant changes at least one report has suggested he is planning major job cuts it was not clear whether the tesla boss met with executives at twitter on wednesday but he listed his location as the twitter headquarters in san francisco on the social media platform when Elon Musk first revealed his plans to buy Twitter, he said he wanted to clean up spam accounts on the platform and preserve it as a venue for free speech. But Mr. Musk, the world's richest man and a prolific Twitter user known for his impulsive style, balked at the purchase just a few weeks later, citing concerns that the number of fake accounts on the platform was higher than Twitter claimed. This led to the lawsuit that I've already talked about a little bit. I'm excited about the Twitter situation, Mr. Musk said during a recent Tesla earnings call. I think it's an asset that has just sort of languished for a long time, but has incredible potential, although obviously myself and the other investors are overpaying for Twitter right now. I don't think there's any question that the amount that he's paying, $44 billion, is overpayment. I, Twitter has basically no cash flow, uh, and that'll be something interesting to follow with Mr. Musk's ownership if it indeed does happen. Again, on the reporting here, you know, the deal must be completed by 28 October or he will face trial over the contract. What's the, what's the trial for? Right? I really think the reporting on this could be a little bit tighter because the trial is to force him to do the deal. So if he doesn't hit a deadline to do the deal, having a litigation threatening him to do the deal isn't, isn't a threat, right? I mean, you don't want to be in front of the court. You don't want to be explaining why there's a delay. You don't want to be at a scheduling conference and that exists. And so you'd hope that it would get done by the date that they put forth, but it was always kind of weird because if the entire lawsuit is about forcing him to do the deal on exactly the terms he agreed to, then if he does the deal on exactly the terms he agreed to, what is he avoiding by getting it done early, right? If he goes and says, actually, I need till November 5th, then everybody's unhappy. But if Twitter has reason to believe it's materially moving forward, they have debt commitment letters, everything's signed up, it's just moving money around, whatever it is, it's slowing things up. It's in their best interest to just allow that time and not pay lawyers to litigate things. So... Again, Elon Musk kind of puts these businesses in a tough situation. We saw that with the poison pill plan. We saw that with the offer and, and what Twitter was forced to accept because it was too lucrative for its shareholders. Uh, and I think this is another situation where, yes, it's a deadline, but is it real? Maybe, maybe not. You certainly don't want to be in a situation where you have to have the court uh, talk to you on these things. So it's at least a little bit real. 
Uh, a deal that is now surely done, says their North American technology reporter. That I would not commit to. Given the history of this deal, you can see why people are hesitant about announcing it prematurely. Yes, except here's your headline. This is Elon Musk we're talking about, an erratic and capricious character. However, everything we have seen today here in San Francisco would suggest that he will own Twitter in the coming days. It is hard to believe he would be meeting staff if the deal wasn't as good as done. He laughed and smiled as he entered Twitter, but he has a lot of work to do to warm up Twitter employees. Reports he would dramatically reduce headcount have not gone down well with staff. No, that is not the kind of thing that would go down well with staff. Talk of allowing Donald Trump and other banned accounts back onto the platform has also frustrated many employees. It has been widely reported he is due to speak to Twitter workers on Friday about what lies in store. Generally speaking, you'd want to have the actual ink on the paper before a full-on workers meeting, so it might be tomorrow. Perhaps then we'll finally get more information about X, an app for everything that Mr. Musk wants Twitter to become. And then the BBC finishes off with a discussion of Tesla being investigated by the DOJ, the U.S. Department of Justice, for potential issues with Tesla's driver assistance program in their cars. So that's the BBC. We moved over there because they had the picture of Elon bringing in the sink. The New York Times kind of continues with exactly the proof that we saw from the BBC. It's that video. It's moving to Chief Twit and Twitter HQ. Again, all from Elon Musk. Twitter spokesman didn't immediately respond to a request for comment. Mr. Musk's appearance at Twitter's office suggests that he plans to close the deal after a drawn out and tumultuous few months. The billionaire agreed to buy the company in April, but within weeks he appeared to regret it and backed out. Mr. Musk has promised to transform Twitter by taking it private. And that, that's what happens in the deal. So that's not like a separate step. Doing layoffs and nurturing subscription businesses. He has said he is a free speech absolutist and wants to loosen rules around content moderation, including reversing the ban on Donald Trump. He has also added that Twitter should become an everything app that could offer social media, instant messaging, and mobile payments. He also has this debt, right? And the New York Times talks about, given the quick pace at which Mr. Musk is now racing to close a deal, as well as the soured market for such debt, they are instead, the banks, keeping the debt on their balance sheets, at least for the time being. Two people with knowledge of the situation said, and you know, the Wall Street Journal actually reported on this. New York Times doesn't, doesn't state that. But we can see this a little bit more if we go and look at how The Verge reported on it a few days ago. Elon Musk's antics have made it hard for his banks, Morgan Stanley, Bank of America, and Barclays to sell the debt required to do the Twitter deal. So they're just going to hold it, all $13 billion of it, the Wall Street Journal reports. Truly a next-level hold-my-beer move because it threatens to bring leveraged buyouts to a halt. I don't think you're using that metaphor correctly, The Verge, but it's fine. Typically, a bank sells the debt used to create a buyout and moves on to the next deal. But since they're holding Musk's beers, they don't have a free hand to hold anyone else's. Seriously, that metaphor doesn't work. Or as the Wall Street Journal puts it, the Twitter move threatens to bring the faltering leverage buyout pipeline to a standstill by tying up capital that Wall Street could otherwise use to back new deals. There's a certain element of reporting and sources and whatnot that really don't like Elon Musk. And I get it. I get it. I do. I am relatively neutral on his antics, but antics they are. Uh, and so I think there is a portion of especially the kind of staid financial banker situation that uh, just, just hates all of this. Uh, but the, the reality is they signed up to this commitment in April. It was always going to take a while to get this deal done. And when you sign a commitment, whether it's a merger agreement like Elon or whether it's a debt financing agreement like these banks, you do take on some of the risk of the world changing around you. And in this particular circumstance, the world changed around them. They don't have an economy that is looking to do leveraged buyouts to move debt, and they don't have potential buyers to move that debt to. So when you look at this particular situation, yes, these banks are kind of in a stuck position, and they might have 
been able to get out of their commitments. But the other thing that Elon Musk has, and he leverages it quite often, is that for the most part, big financial institutions want to be in the Elon Musk business. He moves money around. That moving money around costs fees. That's good for banks. Banks like that. And in this particular circumstance, it means they're going to hold a lot more debt than they would otherwise be comfortable with. Doesn't mean they can't move it in the future, by the way. That's what those big bank syndication documents are for. And I did some loan syndication. I did some banking documents in my day. Uh, it is not my favorite line of work. It is a lot, a lot of boilerplate and a lot of minutiae in a lot of words. When you start talking about billions of dollars, those documents are ridiculous. So the banks are going to have to take it for right now. But that's essentially all of this group. The Elon Musk group is going to have to take it right now. Twitter isn't worth $44 billion. In fact, it's probably even worth less than the thought process he had about what it was actually worth when he signed his name on the dotted line in April. The, the economy, especially the tech side of the economy, is in real trouble. And if you didn't follow it, uh, I've I thought about covering this. Google came out uh, with its revenue shares for ad advertisements online, and it is in free fall. So you're looking at all outward signs of an economy in tatters. And the banks know that. Elon Musk knows that. YouTube knows that. Uh, and so this is what happens. You sign up to a deal. You make that commitment. If the entire world goes under, you, you, you ride it out together and you hope everything turns out okay. Part of the reason for holding Musk's debt is because the appetite for it has decreased due to waves vaguely at the Fed financial conditions. Uh, yeah, it's not. It's not. The Fed is a part of the story. It is definitely not the complete part. But part of it is Musk's mercurial approach to the deal. Mr. Musk and Twitter have until October 28th to close his planned purchase. And there is still no guarantee the unpredictable billionaire will follow through or some other trouble won't arise. If the deal doesn't close by that time, the two parties will go to court in November. Again, unless the deal closes in between that and, and now, right? That means the banks won't have enough time to market the debt to third-party investors, a process that normally takes weeks, even if they wanted to sell it now. Yes, because Mr. Musk decided to buy the company a week before litigation commenced and because he had halted the bank uh, concept of placing the debts, indicating it became impossible. So when you have this particular situation, you also don't have time on your side. But that also maybe is if it were just time and not the economy, which it is, if we're just time, then yes, it sucks for the banks. They have to hold it an extra couple months, but you just move it afterwards. Um, that's unlikely to happen in the current situation. So this is going to be a whole thing for everybody. As for it slowing down the rest of the leverage buyouts, I think leverage buyout appetite has been slowed down itself. You don't do LBOs in an environment like this one. So if you did want that, then you'd be able to syndicate the debt a little bit better. So it's kind of a catch 22. A lot of people seem to want to put extensive problems on the back of Elon Musk for all this stuff. I get it. He's mercurial. He's arbitrary. He's crazy online. I understand Yet, I don't think it's his fault that the economy is not in this shape to move debt around. So that's basically what I wanted to talk about. Basically, sorry, in again, and just clicking on the wrong tabs now. Uh, basically, the situation is this. You've got reports like this. You've got reports of employees being concerned. They should be. New management is going to do that kind of thing. Uh, Twitter says, if you see them around San Francisco, see, uh, say hi to their employees over there. Uh, but ultimately, these articles aren't based on anything, right? There, we, Me and you in the chat have exactly the same information as the New York Times on this, has exactly the same information as the BBC or The Verge on this. 
And I do want to point that out in headlines when I see it, because um, that's that's not terribly useful reporting. Uh, it does move it to a different audience. You could argue that Hangouts and Headlines does that to some extent for things that you might not otherwise be aware of. Uh, but but you put that on the New York Times, you say billion de dollar deal nears completion. I would hope you're getting to a place where you have you have a source that talks about deals being signed, money being moved, and not just Elon Musk with a sink. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see if he closes things tomorrow uh, or even late today. Uh, and then, yeah, the outward indicia matches what we're used to seeing in deals. If this weren't Elon Musk, if this were just a kind of normally operating, somewhat staid CEO type, I would say, yes, you can report on it exactly this way. I don't believe you can report on Elon Musk this way. So I would be, I would exercise caution with what you say. And I think that's the recommendation I would have going out of this. But that's headlines for today. What do you all think? Do you think the deal is closing today or tomorrow? Do you think that the New York Times, the BBC, and the rest have enough to go on to report on it, basically being imminent? Uh, yeah. Hmm. Let's see. Let's see. A Angela Richter, oh my God, he's not doing it like we would do it. The world is ending. Wall Street Journal. <laughs> well, the Wall Street Journal is the definitive staid financial banker man, right? I mean, it's like uh, all the people that are otherwise appearing in Mary Poppins movies. You, you, you know what I'm talking about. That's that's the Wall Street Journal. And so, yes, he's very much a disruptor. And from that perspective, a crazy person. And I, it almost sounds uh, jealous or resentful. It's like you're taking all our LBO money and we were going to use it for things. But yeah, OK, maybe. But honestly, if we're just looking at it from an economics perspective, this is a really dumb deal. It's going to be leveraged to the hilt with no cash flow to support it. He's going to have to make every bet correct to get any of that money back out of the out of the company or else the company's just going to go under, right? He is absolutely burying Twitter in debt. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but, you know, the banks might come with him. He is known as a bit of a golden touch and we'll see if he's a golden touch on Twitter. I, I don't know. He hasn't articulated to the rest of us exactly how he plans to make Twitter into a really awesome revenue generating social media company. So we'll see. YouTube basically has the market cornered on online advertisement and saw a reduction in revenue. Uh, so I wouldn't want to be on his side of the deal. I'll say that. We do have a couple of starred super chats. I saw was the, I was reading the article. One, who's a good boy, has become a YouTube member, probably pushing for that pepper casual Friday. Maybe, maybe. Uh, and Britt Cormier with more super chats. Thank you so much for the support, Britt. He should have been carrying a toilet plunger. We're going to unclog this place and drain the bowl. LOL. Honestly, that's the kind of thing Elon Musk would do. It might be a series, right? Every afternoon, he puts up a video that has something different about, uh, you know, moving things into Twitter or moving them around. It could be plunger day. You don't know. Nobody does. He could just be lighting fire to various rooms. We have no idea. So it'll be interesting to see. Certainly, like I said, I don't blame anybody for reporting on this as happening if it weren't Elon Musk. But if you're just going to go based on his Twitter videos and profile changes, I have questions. I think it was just a useful point in time for these various outlets to remind people that the 28th was the deadline, which is tomorrow. Uh, so that's what I'm going to go on. But I do wish they had a little bit more because I'd like to I'd like to read it. Uh, David Weinholt with a question that I've been asked on Twitter and in my DMs. PayPal is reinstating its $2,500 fine for misinformation. You should do a video on it. I will look into it. Here's one piece of clarification I would have for folks. The $2,500 liquidated damages that PayPal had put against its violation of terms existed before 
the discussion on misinformation and it existed after it. Uh, so I think my gut is that this is getting misreported. I don't believe the misinformation has been added back in, but people didn't realize the $2,500 was always in the PayPal terms, at least in the various versions that I had looked at for my initial research. So there might not be anything to update, but I do appreciate you flagging it for me. So we will, we will see. Angela Richter says plunger day. I love it. Absolutely. Tag Mark with the internet meme, steel underpants, step one, step two, blank, step three, profit. Honestly, that's the Twitter plan right now. We're going to reduce overhead and we are going to monetize this somehow. Okay. Do you have any concerns that the entirety of your asset value is in the employee base and that there isn't really any magic to running servers and that there hasn't been any way to monetize it that they have found in the entire existence of the company? Nope. Okay. Go at it. If you can make Twitter a better place, I'm all for it. I describe Twitter as a hell space, but we'll see. Ardo says, I wonder if Elon would finance me if I bought Twitter for way less. He pays the penalties and saves billions. Then I move a major chunk of the shares to him on the down low. Well, I mean, you're looking at potential securities fraud, so I wouldn't do that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't. He can't be happy with what's going on. I'm continuing to adhere to your advice. Joining Twitter is the worst decision one can make. It is a it's a bummer of a place a lot of the time, but I have connected with people there and I have made inroads either for this channel, for my firm or otherwise that I wouldn't have made without it. So I think you have to be very careful about what you interact with there. You have to be very thick skinned and understand that you do not have to either respond or take personally the random outbursts of folks that are anonymous online that Twitter allows so easily. Certainly, I have a great deal of experience with that this month. Uh, but if you can accept those things, it is a useful tool. Like so many tools, however, it can be used for evil. <laughs> Tyler, I'm really not looking forward to people I follow on Twitter losing their minds and saying that they are leaving if the deal closes. Well, and they're free to leave. We'll see, right? Um, we don't actually know what Elon Musk is going to do if he actually closes and buys Twitter. So I might wait a moment for that. Uh, but all of these platforms have their foibles, right? That's not going to change with Elon Musk. Uh, let's see here. There's a bit of a conversation. No one should use PayPal. Um, yeah, I mean, I think they showed their stripes a little bit. Uh, Akaruki, a lot of people are probably going to get caught in the crossfire. I think a lot of people are going to get fired. I, if they're worried about getting fired, they should be, because I think that uh, I think that he will be looking to reduce overhead. Honestly, Standard protocol for a leveraged buyout. Let's say it's not Elon Musk. Let's just say it's a normal person is that you've got a business plan. You're looking at a company that you think the assets are not uh, being used to their maximum efficiency. Part of that is going to be cost structure. You're going to say, hey, there are redundancies here. We've got way too many people on this. Twitter is a huge company for what it does. And so uh, Elon is almost certainly going to fire people. That's the truth. Um, and if there's kind of uh, a belligerence, towards what he wants to do with the platform he just spent billions on. Um, those people are going to get fired first, right? I, it's not your company. I'm I'm sorry, employees, because that sucks. If you've poured your life's effort into it, that totally, totally sucks. But it's not your company. He bought something and that is the, he bought the future of this enterprise. And if you aren't on board with that, if he wants to bring back the banned accounts, if he wants to operate those rules differently, then you're going to get on board or you're going to get on a different ship. And I think a lot of people are going to get on a different ship. So we'll see. It'll it'll certainly be stuff we cover here. If there's massive changes to Twitter, uh, which is a service I use every day, 
Uh, I will definitely cover it in either virtual legality or hangouts and headlines. Underpants gnomes, which is a reference to the to the meme we were just talking about. Uh, Twitter was horrible for a long time and got way worse with Tumblr users moving there after one specific ban. It's so funny, right? Because I didn't know basically any of these places. And I wrote an article about Star Wars on my law firm blog. It got passed around and I found out about Reddit and I found out about Tumblr and I found out about Twitter and I found out about these various forums um, or else I wouldn't be the clearly very hip person that I am today. Uh, but yes, I, I do know that there was an influx of Tumblr users onto Twitter. Twitter is a mixed bag. Yeah, this is fair. Often a hellscape, often useful. Mixed bag. Carrie says, never been on Twitter, but it seems there are a few good folks on there, just like the rest of the internet. Yeah, that's right. There are people that use it for ill. There are people who use it for good. And I've had some of the best conversations ever there. And there are people that are willing to have reason to discourse. And honestly, I know I shared this with you all earlier this month, uh, but seeing people go out there uh, that are members of the community here or, or otherwise, uh, you know, subscribers of the channel and try to get them baited into ad hominem attacks or, or, or rolling around uh, in, in the muck and seeing them basically respond with, you know, reasonable minds can differ and, and trying to stay in that vein, even when faced with the people like that on Twitter it was so heartening to see, like you guys are just awesome. Uh, and uh, that's that's really good. And that's that's one of the reasons virtual legality in this channel exists is to hopefully keep advocating for that reasonable minds can differ kind of mantra. LawTube Twitter is good. Only accounts I follow it works for me so far. Yeah, your mileage may vary. Different people. I mean, LawTube in and of itself is kind of um, a, a grab bag of different personalities and some are going to work for you and some are not. Uh, so that's going to be true on YouTube. It's going to be true on Twitter. Um, but yeah, hopefully mostly they're staying they're staying to analytical discussions of law. Uh, so that does help if you have something that you're actually focused on. Uh, Twitter is like the crazy side of family. You just be careful to deal with them when you have to. <laughs> I like these thoughts on Twitter. Uh, yeah, you got to be cautious. Got to be cautious. RJH says it's a dumb deal. Plus, his plans are going to make the company worse, meaning it will earn even less money. Certainly possible, RJH. Uh, one of the things that Elon Musk is betting on in closing this deal is that he will retain his status as Golden Touch uh, because there's every possibility that this buries people, um, including himself. So we will see. We will be watching it with great interest, says Senator Palpatine to a young Anakin Skywalker. Oh, yes. Some people can be extremely obnoxious, vile, and toxic on Twitter. No question. Nay Z, lots of newbies in the chat today, Hogue. Well, welcome to them. And hey, hey to you and all the rest of us. Smiling emoji. Let's stay reasonable, folks. Peace emoji. Absolutely. Nay Z. Apologies. I keep wanting to say Zayni. That's not right. Um, so thank you so much for the, for the chat there. I think, uh, a lot of people are coming in from yesterday's stream. So that's, that's a lot of fun. My mental health knew Twitter would not be good for me. I cannot recommend it to anybody that uh, experiences anxiety or, or, or depression or anything like that. It is, um, it, it is a obvious trigger for some folks. Uh, and I would avoid it at all costs. Uh, Omegatron. I actually left Twitter a few years ago before it really went nuts to do a desire to avoid, let's call it sketchy content. I never expected at a time that it would go like it did. Is this fair? PayPal showed their Stripes, capital S, because Stripes is a competing monetary processing platform. Dell, you get me. Cheers to you. I love it. Foibles is such a good word. Uh, let's see here. Got some little bit of politics on this stuff. Is Elon buying Twitter for all the data for Tesla at his AI company? 
Maybe I'll tell you this: Twitter's data policy isn't as protective as you would hope. Uh, we've gone through those policies here in virtual legality. Um, Hogla, buy Twitter, sell tickets to live stream of employee firings, recover purchase price. That's mean. They're people. I think you can want to see Twitter go in a different direction um, and still be like, a lot of the people at Twitter were there from like the very beginning. Uh, Twitter was uh, something that, can I, can I say on this? Yeah, I think I can say this. Twitter was something that we were dealing with at the firm that I worked at uh, from its inception, um, from the from the financing side. And so it's, it, it is something that I'm a little bit more familiar with than some. And uh, there, there are a lot of well-meaning people there. There are a lot of bad people. That, that's every employment, right? Like that's every office. Uh, but there are a lot of well-meaning people there. And there might not be a place for them after all. All I know, it's probably worse. The mo uh, it's probably the worst moment to be a Twitter employee. <laughs> Limbo? Limbo is the worst. <laughs> Having a guy touting about you're going to lose your job must not be fun. Uh, yeah. Well, they've been in both situations, right? The guy coming in says he's going to head chop. They don't know whether the guy coming in is actually going to come in. Their bosses, 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 bosses are fighting to have that guy come in, make sure that the head chopper is coming in. And all that time, they're supposed to do their job. That's incredibly tough in any scenario. Elon Musk or no. So I, I think we can be empathetic. Twitter is crazy and full of crazy people. And I like fighting with people on Twitter. It's funny as hell. It sounds like a troll post. <laughs> There's a lot of craziness and zaniness on Twitter. Um, definitely. As a person who works in tech, I know at least 40% of most employers are overhead. If you have people who know how to direct the product forward, Musk seems to know how to guide companies like it or not. His companies are successful uh, and he's a great pitch man. So it is very possible that he could have that success and pitchability with Twitter. Uh, but it does, it definitely means that people are going to get fired and the company is going to go in a different direction. So we'll see. Aren't those people on Twitter that keep on saying private company can do whatever they want? Uh, not always. Those don't always overlap. Uh, but yes, you do have those kinds of fights about what's a public square and not. So as I've said in the past, you don't have to like it. YouTube can have its rules. Twitter can have its rules. Facebook can have its rules. Uh, and until you actually go and you make the case that it's some kind of state actor, uh, that's going to be the case that it is. Uh, so... They built the infrastructure. They have the platform. We don't have a constitutional right to tweet. Uh, and so, yeah, if Elon Musk rolls in and wants to do what he wants with the rules, then that's what it's going to be. And people might abandon it, right? We don't know. People might say, that's not the company that I wanted to be making my tiny remarks about the Michigan football game on. And so I'm going to go elsewhere. They might not. Elon's betting that they don't, at least from the business side of things. From the personal side of things, I think one thing that's wrapped up in all this is that he really does legitimately believe that these platforms are too mercurial, too arbitrary, too capricious with the way they set their rules, and that that is not conducive to the communications that we should be having as a modern society. Love it or list it on that, he can run the company with that philosophy in mind, and we'll see how it works as a business proposition. Same thing with WB. WB is on the list for things I might cover. Firing, reducing, shelving. I don't agree with some of the moves, but they are focusing on trimming fat and making money and eliminating debt. I think they're getting themselves ready to shop. I think Warner Brothers Discovery has its has its eyes on potentially moving moving on uh, and, and trying to get things as svelte as possible. What you were seeing is so significant. I think they might well be uh, have have a have a, a suitor in mind to actually move the whole enterprise to somebody else. Uh, and I don't know who that might be. 
Kerry says he did it for SpaceX, fired a bunch of loudmouth dissenters. I mean, I think that's definitely going to happen on Twitter. You can't, you can't change a company's culture if if you're getting shouted at by the the company's apparatus. Uh, so you don't have to like what he changes the culture to. You don't have to like Elon Musk at all. That will happen uh, if he becomes owner of the company. Most of the Twitter employees that have been there for any length of time have a substantial amount of restricted stock, so they'll be okay that way. Yes, everybody that has equity is going to have a heck of a payday uh, for this deal. So yes, most of the employees have been incentivized with options or restricted stock, and uh, it's going to be it's going to be a my ties on the beach day for them. So heck, they might just retire because they can retire, depending on how much stock they actually have in the company. Uh, for an online community, Twitter has a tiny user base. Last I saw, it was like 300 million in the world for a free service. Yeah, Twitter has not been growing as they would have projected or that they would have wanted, uh, probably because of some of that toxicity kind of notions that people have about Twitter, and I don't blame them for it. Question is, is Elon Musk's plan going to get rid of that toxicity or enhance it? Reasonable minds can differ. We'll see. I certainly have concerns. I'd say laid off, not fired. Fired means they probably got in trouble. Oh, I'm sorry. I I was not making a distinction. Yes, it would be essentially an enterprise level firing, a, a layoff. Um, with the exception of the folks that maybe get fired for, like I said, being belligerent on what the moves might be in terms of the, the focus of the company. We'll see. I'm only ever on Instagram. I hardly ever post anything. Just there to send my funny cat videos and Mrs. Hoglaw's plant and DIY pictures. Yeah, Mrs. Hoglaw is over on Instagram, uh, and she does do plant and art projects over there. She has a lot of fun with those. Um, what else we got here? Was the Star Wars post the start of the radicalized YouTuber arc? Here's the fun thing, right? So the My Star Wars post was about Last Jedi. In the days immediately after Last Jedi came out, it was not a political argument. It was not a conservatives, liberals, Republicans, Democrats, fascists, whatever kind of argument about that movie it, it's really interesting to see that kind of metastasize so my article goes up like the day after i watched the movie uh, maybe two days uh, and i remember sitting here at my desk being like i have some things to get out I, and i and i send it out and it becomes very popular because it matches up with a number of people's thoughts on the movie and that's not the be all and end all if you love last jedi that's cool <clears throat> but at that point, then, yes, it gets it gets gets passed around. It's very popular on Tumblr, which I was not familiar with as a site at all. And then it gets passed around and passed around. And then, like, now in 2022, it's, like, it's evidence of, like, whatever people want to call me. Like, being thinking The Last Jedi was an unsuccessful Star Wars movie is, like, a political flag. And I swear to you, like the day after the movie comes out, two days after that whole weekend, you could be on Twitter, you could be arguing the nature of the Luke Skywalker plotline or whether this goes anywhere, whether Canto Bite is successful, that kind of thing. And you weren't immediately labeled <laughs> in a direction. That was nice. That was the way those conversations should go. No ad hominem still, because it's not the way I live my life. But then it changed. And now people like bring up my last Jedi article and say, ha, ah, I, I knew you were a radical. It's Star Wars, bro. <laughs> it's it's not a political statement. Uh, but yeah, radicalized YouTuber. Um, who called me radicalized YouTuber? That's Taylor Lorenz, I think, calls me radicalized YouTuber. I got a lot of different appellations, depending. I know I've got uh, tabloid grifter from somebody, I think. 
one of the shop ideas was to have like I think I have like three names and then have like uh, you know radicalized influencer YouTube pundit that's what uh, Bloomberg likes to call me um, and uh, a tabloid grifter and virtual legality like all in a block um, to uh, to have as a shirt but it's uh, it's funny right because those are effectively ad hominems they aren't addressing any argument I would make they aren't addressing any commentary I would have. They're simply calling a name to signal out to others that you can disregard this person and their thoughts. Uh, and I will never, I will never think that's an effective strategy. Uh, you know, I've obviously had my disagreements with Taylor Lorenz and Jason Schreier and Kat Tenbarge and all these things. I, I would never simply call them a name. I will instead address their terrible arguments. There you go. Just skip Hoglo. I've looked it up. I found your channel in 2018 with the Fallout 76 refund video, virtually gallery number one. You've been making good videos for a long time. I appreciate it. Uh, Twitter is okay if you scroll past things that don't need your energy. That's the trick. Don't engage with people that aren't worth it, right? Don't engage with people that are just pining for a fight and to, to make fun of you or otherwise. I love Twitter for following my favorite YouTubers and for updates during large emergency situations. Yep, news headline type stuff, just in terms of knowledge that something is happening. Very useful. Uh, situations like the Cali Fire Info, uh, update before news. Yeah. It is great. You can pop onto Twitter and find all sorts of stuff. Is this service down? Is this thing happening? Is this thing real? You can kind of get a, a vibe just from putting it in the search bar and seeing what people are reacting to. Absolutely. Um, uh, PSI, PSA FYI for all you new folks, are you reasonable? Always disagree. Reasonable minds can differ. It is just plain unreasonable to agree. Or am I misunderstanding something here as always? <laughs> I don't know what's happening in the chat. There seems to be some kind of disagreement. But yeah, I, just to cover the rules here, no ad hominem attacks. We believe in the humanity of every other person. Uh, engage with the opinions, uh, not with the the, the person. Uh, and, uh, you know, don't troll here. Uh, we want to have a community where we can have these discussions, even if they are about important stuff, even if they're about things that you can really disagree on, uh, recognizing that. So I don't know what's happening. I can't always see all the chats uh, as they're going on. But yeah, that's those are the rules. Um, and, and the mods have permission to control that and to kick people out if they're, if they're making too much trouble. So hopefully that doesn't happen. Leanne G, I'm sworn to secrecy about the members only streams on EDB, but there were lots of kind words about you last night in the chat. Red heart emoji. I, someone else had mentioned that I, I, I will, I will talk with Emily. That's, that's very nice of her, um, to say nice things, uh, in, in a chat like that one. So I appreciate it, Leanne. Uh, and I appreciate it for letting me know that is super, super nice. Um, and I think we're, we're, Coming up on the end of uh, today's stream, I have a little bit more uh, comments here. A lot of folks commenting. Carrie uh, <laughs> Harvey, it's been so many hoax vids now. Uh, for me personally, I don't think Twitter going in the direction of free speech absolution, uh, absolutism will make it a nicer place. Kind of sad, sullen emoji. I think that's that's a possibility. It could but it could become even more like a like a back alley brawl uh, on Twitter. We'll see. We'll see. I do think that there's a point to be made that Twitter is um, arbitrary in the way it enforces its rules, uh, one way or the other. But I don't know that no rules is the answer. So we will definitely see what a Musk-led Twitter will do if, in fact, he buys the company. So we're still waiting on that. Uh, Warner Brothers Discovery, uh, WBD. Yep, I still think they're positioning themselves to potentially sell. Whitest Rabbit with the best take. Last Jedi really did stink. It did. It did. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, NASA isn't in the sending shuttles up anymore. So SpaceX fills the, the, the void. If you've ever visited like the Kennedy Space Center in Florida, it's actually kind of funny because like NASA and SpaceX both deliver the videos and they both have gift shops and like it's all run collectively. It is it is wild, wild stuff. Uh, morning, David. Oh, hopefully, Prototopics is in here somewhere. I didn't say Rings of Power or anything. anything. Oh, sequel trilogy is mid. He just comes in with the takes. It's it's really because the sequel trilogy didn't didn't actually deliver the satisfaction that the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power, did for David. So he's just dressing up uh, like the stranger from the stars. He loves to dress up as the Harfoots, uh, and he's Star Wars is over for him because of that love of Rings of Power. Uh, Twitter does get news fast as long as it's vetted for truth. You have to vet it yourself on Twitter. You absolutely have to do that. It'll be interesting to see how this turns uh, terms. SCOTUS case deals with the Section 230. Could could turn Elon's plans for Twitter on its head. Uh, well, so the 230 stuff that they are going to be arguing about is not moderation policies, uh, but whether or not an algorithm takes on the role of essentially setting information out there. So Twitter has some interest there, but I would argue that what Elon plans to do actually kind of dovetails with that. I don't know what the Supreme Court's going to do at all on this because it's not a strictly conservative liberal thing. Uh, basically, the politicians in the legislature and the executive branch all hate the power of the big tech companies. And so they're going to continue pressing on this. But the judiciary really hasn't spoken on it that much with the exception of a Clarence Thomas, I think, concurrence. Uh, so we will we will see. It is almost certainly one that we will cover here on the channel. Uh, we do a couple of Supreme Court case analyses uh, per year. You can go check out our discussion of Dobbs and Bruin uh, when they happened in uh, June. Uh, those are on the channel just to help under people understand what was decided and what wasn't because there's just a lot of noise around those particular decisions. And I would guess that if the Supreme Court does anything on 2.30, we will talk about it here. Natalie says, I don't like how people and companies think that if they post something on Twitter, their duty to inform people of something important has been met. This is fair. This is fair. A lot of people do think, well, it was on Twitter and that they're done. Uh, and I don't think that is fair. In fact, I fall into this trap myself a little bit. I should be using the community posts here on YouTube a little bit more than I do because I put up the, the video uh, notification on Twitter uh, and I don't do it as much on YouTube. I really don't want to bug subscribers and things. And it's I'm still trying to figure that out um, with where that information should go. Uh, I came to Hogue from EDB, but I know I must have seen him on one Legal Legal video or another before that. I was on Legal Legal a couple times. Um, and uh, yeah, he's, he's always been very nice to me, uh, very generous, and uh, invited me to contribute to his videos. And I was more than happy to do it. Uh, so that's nice to hear. Nice to hear. Uh... Okay, I think that's about it. I think we're basically caught up on all of this stuff. Uh, so, folks, uh, thank you so much for dropping in for Hangouts and Headlines. I do have a, now a couple of choices for what Casual Friday is going to be. So look out for that placard, that that signpost. And I do have to go talk with David and the rest about what Lawyers and Dragons, if any, uh, we're going to do on Saturday with Ian down for the count with COVID. So we're going to have to check on that. Uh, but otherwise, if we do have an episode, that'll be 10 a.m. on Saturday. Uh, and Hangouts and Headlines will be tomorrow. I also plan to have a virtual reality up this afternoon, but also, as always, we will see exactly what the day 
actually winds up being. Folks, if you're new here, thank you so much for dropping into our first Hangouts and Headlines with you. If you're not new here, I hope you had an enjoyable conversation. And we'll see if Elon Musk buys Twitter in the next 72 hours. It's fun for all, everybody. And I will see you tomorrow for Casual Friday on Hangouts and Headlines. Have a great one.